0: You are listening to Three Moves Ahead, the official podcast of FlashOfSteel.com. This is episode 89, and I am your host, Troy Goodfellow. And happy Democracy Week. Uh, With me today, one of my regular panelists, freelance writer, Rob Zachney. Good evening. And joining us is uh, editor-in-chief of GameShark, my good friend and longtime colleague, Bill (laughs) Scheindog-Abner.
1: <laughs> very nice, very nice. Good to be here. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Uh, glad you could join us, Bill. Uh, our listeners always love it when you come on, and of course, your podcast Jumping the Shark is a huge hit.
1: Yeah, it's doing well. It's 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 picking up steam. After uh, you know, we we've, we've done forty two shows now, so it's after show forty, we really started hitting our stride. So, was,
2: was that good. when you approached <laughs> a panelist in this
0: show?
1: I think I think I, I, I do think so. you know once, once once Todd came over here, Todd is the one that really just changed the whole dynamic. Right. Todd yeah. made an appearance over here and then all hell broke loose so it, so that's yeah. good
0: well if, if if you're talking to Tom Chick tell him we said hi uh, we'd love to have him back. I'm kidding. Tom does a great job over there, and you've got a great panel. And if if you're interested in more than strategy gaming and like to have a uh, discussion about other issues, please listen to Jumping the Shark. It is a show I listen to quite a bit. Uh, This week, I want to do a topical show, more or less. Um, uh, Tuesday, November 2nd, uh, the United States of America had its biannual election. Uh, voting to replace uh, all the House of Representatives and a third of the Senate and a bunch of governors, and I'm kind of happy with how my state went, but, you know... I am not. As a... Oh, yeah, a you're represented liberal.
1: by Rand, aren't you? <laughs> Me? No. No, I'm not in Kentucky. Okay. I'm, Ohio. I'm in, I'm in Ohio. Yeah. where, Where we just never know what the hell we want to do, so...
0: Yeah, as a we're not going to talk a whole lot of politics on this show. Uh, we are three raging lefties, of course. Uh, for some reason, game need Bruce. Is they, well,
1: Where's Bruce? That's who we need.
0: Bruce is helping Sarah Palin, you know, <laughs> drown <never dishes laughs> her sorrows for Miller's uh, debacle, uh, and the O'Donnell debacle, and the Angle debacle. Yeah, uh, I I love Bruce. The, the three Republican candidates covered the most by the media all lost which shows just how stupid the media is. There is that. But there we have it. But we do want to do something related to this. We want to talk about elections. Uh, Elections is a dynamic in strategy games, strategy games about elections, uh, about gaining power, uh, because through this year we've seen all the beauty of uh, electoral campaigning, all the horrible things of electoral campaigning. There is a strategy to it. There is a planning to it. And a lot of strategy games uh, center on this. Or not a lot, but many of them either use it as a as a part of the game to get into it, or they use it as the game itself. Um, uh, especially the presidential elections, but also elections at other levels. So, um, I'm going to start this by throwing it over to Bill, because we were talking about this a little bit uh, in chat. And talk about election board games. Now, if Julian could have joined us here, he would have had tons of suggestions for board games about elections, um, as would have sure. Bruce Garrick. But really, one sprung to our mind, and that was—that
1: was the 1960 board game,
0: 1960, yeah. making of a president, yes. which. Uh,
1: I'm sorry that I'm kind of distracted here because Tom is now trying to contact me. I think Tom would like to come on the show. So.
0: Oh well, get him on the show.
1: I'm trying. Um, anyway, sorry for the quick quick uh, yep. distraction here. That's okay. Um, but yeah, the the 1960 board game Jason Matthews uh, that was the one that I was looking most forward to after the release of Twilight Struggle, which I assume many of the listeners are familiar with. It's one of my favorite board games of all time. The whole uh, mm-hmm. communist political geopolitical game of I get you know there's there's always that fine line. Uh, is Twilight Struggle a war game or is it not? It's a card-driven mechanic, and I I, right. would, I would classify it as a war game personally. Um, it's more or less like an area control type type of game, but it's it's a fascinating game. And of course, coming off of that design, everyone was looking forward to the 1960 game. Um, so when that came out, I snatched up immediately. I, I'm a I'm a real political junkie, um, pretty familiar with with that election with Kennedy and Nixon. So I was, was very much looking forward to it.
0: Um, well, you were you, you Richard Dixon's running mate.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. That's me. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> for me, there were some failings with the game. It used very similar mechanics as far as the whole car-driven thing. You know, certain events would come up in your hand that were all timed and everything. Mm-hmm. But for me, a good political strategy game, much like a good sports game or a good war game, It has to fall within. It has to have. It's hard to has to have playability within the realm of history. You know, you can't have completely bizarre things happening in any kind of historical context in a in a a game like that. For example, in 1960, when I was I I've played that game probably a dozen times before I just finally, you know, called it quits. Um, There really should be, and this is probably one of the problems with political games in general, but there can't be a way for Kennedy to win Mississippi. Can't happen. It shouldn't happen. That's that's like Sarah Palin running for president and winning Hawaii. That's not going to happen. Yet in 1960, the board game, it can. And it doesn't take you know, the movement of mountains for it to happen. And that turned me off on that game. Because it, it's, such a, it's such a break from history that it, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Now at the same time, that could be an argument against political games in the first place. Because if you take that option out to where Kennedy really can't win the South, which he couldn't win the South.
0: Well, but, didn't he win? You know, didn't he, 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 he did win the South. He didn't win Kentucky. but He did win the South. He no. won Texas. He won. I'm,
1: I am actually, yeah, I'm, I, am, I am thinking of uh, the Ronald Reagan map here. No, I meant yeah. to say Nixon. I'm sorry, not Kennedy. Right, right. Nixon winning Mississippi or Alabama or those states, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I apologize about that. Um, those states were going to go Democrat, until the Civil Rights Movement, but that's a whole another discussion. Right, um, they were going to go Democrat almost, almost regardless of what happened. Right. So to see that happen in the board game, it was very hard for me to wrap my head around. So you can make an argument that that's that's one of the problems with making a game about at least national politics is that it limits what you know. Do you limit it just to battleground states? Right, you know what I mean. I mean, how how much does that restrict really what you can do strategically? And because in the game, you know, you can buy TV ads and you can do all these different things, which which buys you support on the map, which right. is really cool. Which is a really cool idea. But it's a question that all designers have to face when they're going to use this as their setting: is that okay? Is it possible uh, for John McCain? To win a state where realistically he lost by 20 points.
0: Well, this brings us into. I mean, 1960 is, is it's it is a war game in many ways, and the, to sure. you know to push the history, they use the cards. Uh, but because the cards are also action points, you don't use all of them. If you use all of the events on the cards, like in Twilight Struggle, you get a pretty good map of what happened in 1960. and That's the way it's pretty much set up. Uh, but the idea is you use action points, and it's state by state. Um, I think of a game like uh, Political Machine sure, from Stardock, which is, uh, there are two political machines. Uh, there was one done for the, uh, carry elect- for the uh, election in 2004, and one for the election in 2008. And um, one thing that it has that really uh, 1960 tries to do, but not quite as well. Um, Is the whole issue question? How do you raise certain issues in, in certain locations? In so 1960, making of the president has it. You can there are really there are about four issues: the economy, foreign policy, civil rights, yep, and something else. And you can use the debates to move these around. And some regions will care about them, and some regions won't. Um, in political machine, you you can each region has their own, each state have issues they're interested in. That's a priority for them. So when you go to that state, you can either choose to pop an issue that you're strong on and raise it regionally, or you can play to the audience. Um, so I th- that's, uh, you can raise, as I recall, you can raise it Issues is to a certain national level. You can speak right. to a national audience, which is something that you can do in a state that's not a battleground state. You can strengthen yourself in California by giving a strong speech in, you know, Alabama about something. And sure. that's really a great way of capturing that, that I think is really hard to do in a game that is really chained to history. Um, 1960 is a great game in very many ways, uh, but it's almost an artifact in some ways. Um, I, I love it. There's a... Bruce and I... Bruce Garrick and I did a playthrough of it mm-hmm. and we uh, posted that, yep, I read on, that on the, on the blog. Um, it uh, it was fun. It was... I got slaughtered because Bruce always <laughs> slaughters me. Uh, but... Uh, so Political Machine really stands out as the most recent example, I would think, of this sort of game. But it was also yeah, kind I of... Would... But it's kind of a light one.
2: Right. Isn't, isn't a... Political Machine kind of detached from concrete issues in the actual situation like the
1: like mccain and obama they're just basically placeholders there right they have ratings i mean they have you know they have their little avatars have certain strengths and weaknesses um they aren't just they aren't just bobbleheads um but uh you know like you know charisma and all this all this type of stuff and that and that certainly helps that certainly
2: helps how much latitude (laughs) does it give you in i mean if if you're just screwing around in the game, I mean, can you just turn McCain into a flaming liberal and Obama into a, you know, raging hawk? I mean, do you have that sort of freedom to redefine the um I don't decide?
0: Actually, you can, and it's kind of funny. Um if if, if this was up, I'd have to link to it. It's a, a Tom versus Bruce where they played political machine. Oh, that's right. And Tom I running of parses as, as the communist candidate. <laughs> ends up getting, you know, the endorsements from the NRA and all these other groups because of the political machine is kind of kind of a cartoon. They are kind of like bobbleheads. And how you get endorsements and how you win endorsements is kind of gamey and funny looking. Um, but it has, so, you know, the communist, democrat chick ended up winning uh, with all these very conservative endorsements uh, because it's the way they game the system. Um, and it's so th- there is a question of whether the candidate is the candidate. Are you really Obama, or are you just, you know, a tall brown-skinned bobblehead moving around the map? Uh, because the issues are the issues are there. I mean, the war was an issue. The economy was an issue, and these are relatively well reflected. Uh, and there are ratings, but you know, it's what you do and how you set your strategy to defeat your opponent might be entirely divorced uh, from any sane Democratic or Republican party strategy it's
1: a good game I mean it's it's it, it it's certainly light you yep. know, even from the presentation to to the meat of the game and I kind of got burned out on it pretty quick but I did I did enjoy it I think going back to the to the tabletop stuff I mean I there I think you know 1960 is the one that immediately stands out I know that um, Matthews came out recently with another game, which unfortunately I haven't been able to play as the Founding Fathers.
0: I have not even heard of that.
1: Yeah, that's that. That's the latest one, and that one even that one got lower uh, reviews, as even you know, just regular feedback. And if you read Board Game Geek a lot, which I I I I I try to, uh, it's hard. I really don't. It's hard sometimes. Board Game Geek is 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 a is a very good website for its database but the reviews there you know people rarely take the time to write a negative review of a game so if you're going to read a review like an actual review on BoardGameGeek it's usually going to be positive it's just the way that that site's kind of geared
0: Um,
1: and negative reviews are normally shouted down by people that like the game Just, just human nature so but even even saying that founding fathers wasn't received overwhelmingly you know it wasn't a big love fest at
0: can can you describe it from what you've read about it i mean
1: uh it's it's been so long i probably should have read up on it before coming on tonight but but no uh,
0: it's, research why would you bother with research i know
1: why would i bother to do that but now going back to that there are other board games which i do have experience playing that yep. are worth your time if you are interested in in political maneuverings, not necessarily um, campaigning like in right. 1960, but, you know, you would be surprised to think of some of the games that fall under this umbrella. Uh, there's, and you know what, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it, but uh, it's a German, it's a German political game that's uh, more regional. It's, I, yeah, there you go. You go, that's, that's a classic Euro game. Um, Imperial is another game, another fantastic game, which is which is uh, has some political elements to it. Um, even something, even something more uh, fantasy themed, Battlestar Galactica, has a lot of politics involved in it.
0: You know, thing, are, but yeah, but these are the politics of deception, the politics of alliance building.
1: Sure, sure, but there's also voting. There's also right. things. You know, there's there are there are roles that that. That you play, you could even right. get more hysteri- more historical, and uh, something like Here I Stand, which is a brilliant game. If you have six historians <laughs> in the in the same room and got about five hours to kill, play Here I Stand. <laughs> because you was, want
0: to explain why Here I Stand is, fits this topic?
1: Uh, oh, sure. Well, you're talking about the Reformation. So you can imagine all of the political stuff going on there. It's also a card-driven game, but it is a mm-hmm. hard-line historical war game where you have so many political dealings going on between France and England and the church and the Lutherans, and there's all kinds of stuff going on in that game. That's a brilliant, brilliant game that has to do with, with, with a lot of politics, quite frankly, that's wrapped up inside a war game, much like Twilight Struggle is, really. Although I would say on a deeper, deeper scale. Have either one of you played that at all?
0: Here I Stand? No. Yes, Pilot no. Struggle, yes, but not Here I Stand.
1: Yeah. No, I've played is, either of us. Yeah, Here I Stand is it comes comes highly recommended. But it's one of those games that you know don't go into it lightly because again, it's gonna it's one of those games that when you first look at the rule book, it, it might make your head spin a little bit, but it it it's certainly worth certainly worth getting into.
0: Great. Well, there are lots of political games out there. I do want to go back to focusing on elections mm-hmm. and that because, I mean, strategy games all have politics in them. Uh, many strategy games, The most board games, I think, where there are alliances will have some politics in them. Even Risk has a lot of politics. Um, but, you know, generally crappy politics. Is <laughs> crappy, I was gonna, crappy. I was say, it's a it's crappy, a crappy game. It's kind uh, of a of stretch, but okay. Yeah, if well, alliance building, why not? Um, but I'm, I'm thinking of. You know, games that have had election have the election mechanic, and there are a lot of games about elections, but very few about about g- governing. Wait, and, re- Well, really? I mean, well, g- 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 games have, there are games about winning an election, but it's often divorced. There are games about winning an election, but it's divorced from actually governing or facing the consequences of the election. How's that? Because there are games about g- governing, but generally you govern no matter what. Right. But games about like political machine. I can run as Obama, get the NRA endorsement, and not have to worry about it.
1: Well, I mean, I, I think the reason that, that you see so few of those games is partly because of what we were talking about. First mm-hmm. of all, it's a very niche type of genre. I don't think you're going to see a lot of people hankering to do that. But also, it presents a lot of <laughs>
0: design problems. Well, well, let's go through some of the design problems. And what, is the hard, what are the hard things doing in, it's even a, just a generic election game? Let's say you do okay. a generic game with the American election. Um, there are other games that have done. I'm thinking of a positex Democracy series, which is tries to model lots of different governments and lots of different election systems. And I don't have enough experience with it to talk so well you're, about it. So
1: you're not talking about like an historical simulation. You're talking about just the generic. Well,
0: It, 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 it could be an historical simulation. Let's say in, in general, what okay. are the difficulties in modeling uh, a political campaign? In modeling an election. Let's use the United States as our model since okay. our listeners are overwhelmingly American. Okay. Um, if you're going to use that
1: as the model, I think the first thing that you have to consider is that you, when a national election begins, you are basically removing a large chunk of the country that's already <coughs> predetermined.
0: Okay.
1: I think that, you know, that that's that's the first thing right. it, that you automatically are going to limit your choices not necessarily to just you know the quote unquote battleground state you know there are are some states that typically can kind of tilt either way but there are some that are deep in the blue and deep in the red and that's not changing and i think that's the first thing that you have to consider is that does presenting a game based on national american elections does it automatically limit your your options
0: okay rob well
2: i'm i'm just saying <laughs> you know that, that characterization i agree that's a problem It just then i think the first thing you need to do then is consider the role of the primary i think one one problem is if you if you turn it into a red state blue state thing you, you're kind of getting off on the wrong foot and that's probably why you can get weird things like um mm-hmm. You know Tom's communist winning a conservative landslide against you know Bruce's um, right winger because
0: we prefer forces of evil, but okay,
2: right? Um, because I mean, if if you just if you pretend that these elections kick off, you know, around convention time, then you're getting a really distorted view of how a presidential election work. But if you push it back to primary season, where your first where the, your first challenge is to win a contest among, you know, ideological peers, and then you've got to go up against ideological adversaries, you know, that that changes the tactics. Again, I mean, if you're... And if 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 you're considering, like, forming the strategy of an election, I I think... I I think perhaps one mistake a lot of election games make is they want to cut right to the big national campaign, you know, horse race between the parties. But really, that's... You know, those campaigns are shaped by the positions these candidates take well in advance. There's no way, there's no way John McCain can redefine himself after the Republican election, um, after the Republican primaries. He is largely defined. He can tweak it a bit, but he can't reinvent himself. Um, And so that's that would be my first. You know. That would be my first suggestion and qualm about a lot of these election games is they, they tend to underplay the uh, ro- the importance of intra party strife.
1: Sure. Absolutely. And I think you could even take it a step further, Rob. I mean, I know... Okay, take take, for example, and I'm going to use another sports game analogy here, is that so many sports games now have the be-a-pro mode,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you start off, hey, I am a... Uh, high school football player, and I'm going to be recruited by a school, and then later I'm going to get drafted into the NFL. You know, so it's it's baby steps. You could probably come up with an interesting design around politics to where you start off very low. You know, running for local office. You know, take your candidate and see if you can build that candidate up to be a national contender. Right. I think that I think that could be really interesting. And see what path you take because there's all there's all kinds of different offices that you could that you could run for not not just you know president right you could run for county commissioner you know there's so many so many options that that you could go there and throw in a game that throws other obstacles at you that that could be interesting
0: because sim school board would make a fascinating <laughs> fascinating game
2: no but I think I mean put it in all sim, schools but I think you know sim machine like well like a real political machine not the game title but i'm talking about like uh you know daily in 1950s chicago um i i think that could be a really interesting game if you were if you you get away from the focus on national campaigns and maybe get more to the closer to the street level of politics you know i think uh, you know local politics might be in a lot of ways uh more promising and more manageable than national campaigns
0: well, has SimCity even done that? Have any of the SimCities really had, you know, you have to run for mayor? I mean, generally, the people don't like you and your ratings fall. and You say you're voted out, but it's not like you have to appease different wards. It's not like you have to work with the council. If you want to build a school, you plop down a school. Um, I think it will be interesting if SimCity moved in that direction. I mean, but one of the problems with the, you know, be a pro mode for politics is that you know, when if you're playing if you're playing football in high school, you know what the football field's going to look like. Uh, when you get to the NFL, it's still going to be 100 yards, and they're going to be end zones at the end. And though a few rules might change, it's still going to be football. Um, planning a political career and working your way up uh, in politics—I mean, things can change quite a bit. I mean, look sure. how much look how much Virginia has changed.
1: Right, but that could, uh, I think state. that'd be cool, though.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, it was going to be interesting, but interesting how to how to model it without pissing people off. I think this is, well, this is certainly one of the issues with uh, political point. games in general is you're going to piss people off That's, a, um, that's because actually. you just look at the country today and I think you know, if you're modeling in the change, you know, there's a huge demographic shift happening in this country, uh, which, you know, I'm all in favor of demographic shifts because the beauty of them is you generally can't stop them anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to have, you know, a lot of majority minority states in the Southwest, Uh, It's not just going to be Hawaii and New Mexico. There's going to be a lot more. And that's going to change the politics. Um, So any sane model is going to have to capture that. And there are going to be people who are not going to like having that in their game. We're not going to like seeing, well, this isn't the Texas uh, that I want to run for governor of. Although that's a Texas this isn't the New York this isn't the New York City I want to run. This New York City is bigger than Manhattan. It's got too much Brooklyn in it. We don't want too many Brooklyn in here. Um, but, well,
2: <laughs> See I, I I think I mean I, I agree that that's likely to be a problem because because people do
0: um Because people are idiots.
2: Yeah, and people and a lot of people who get you know really passionate about these issues even dislike seeing them represented a way they feel is unfair to them unfair to them right. but that said i i think if you know if if you're a designing a game and you're upfront about it like i mean really like when you talk about like political terrain i mean political campaigns they really are far, fought across um you know, a, a certain set of circumstances at a certain at a certain time, and uh, th- those circumstances can be changed up. And I think you know, as long as your game isn't making definitive statements like, you know, the year is twenty thirty five, and the you know Latino <laughs> Republic of Texas is electing the president of the Estados Unidos. As long as you're not saying that like every time yes. it's going to be like this, right? Um, you know, where maybe in one scenario this is the, these are the demographics you're dealing with in the Southwest. In another scenario, it looks quite different. And right. it becomes more about, well, you know, how as a, an imaginary political operative, how do you navigate what the issues are at this time, what the right. demographics of this, of this time are. And that brings me to something else, I think, that might be a little off about a lot of election games, is do they, do they tend to overstate the agency of candidates and campaign managers, their ability to shape the um, political battlefield? Pardon? Do they overstate? Do they overstate the agency
0: okay. of oh, the 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 campaign of the, the guy at the top? Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, really, it's very rarely you're responding uh, to actions on the ground. You know, I mean, events. Those cursed events. Generally, you are directing them. And I go back to political machine. I think of president elect, which I still think is the best presidential simulation ever made. Uh, if you can go back and find an old copy of it running on DOS box. Uh, look for it. President elect is great. Simulates elections from 1960 up to 1988. Lots of fun. Um, uh, is that you get generally the you choose where you're going to campaign. You choose what the strategy is. Uh, political machine. You can say, well, I'm going to put a blogger here. Um, I'm going to put, you know, a me go on this. Media show, and I'm going to say all these things, and I'm not going to get sandbagged, and I'm not going to be asked what newspapers I read, and everything's going to be just fine. Um, that's not just how campaigns work. Campaigns are about populations, and you have to you have to earn their vote and deserve their vote. Very rarely does a really good campaign uh, change an election. And but you can't have a game without agency. You can't just have the game be me moving uh, Obama or McCain or Romney or Clinton around and putting out fires everywhere or wondering how many people aren't showing up to my rally or wanting to slap Katie Couric. I mean, that's not uh, much of a game. Well, maybe slapping Katie Couric would be a game.
2: But uh, I'm thinking... that I mean, that might not sound like much of a game, but I'm thinking if you just sort of if you just sort of change the player's role, like if instead of you being able to click a button and you say, this week we're talking about crime and crime is going to be the issue, which, right. you know, it's just, it's kind of a campaign manager's fantasy, right? The ability to perfectly message like that um, is, is kind of a dream. But if, if you change it so that your your task is more to suss out what's, you know, where, where the voters are on a variety of issues, how which issues they're going to be voting on, and then see if you can convince voters that you have positions similar to theirs. You know, that's different. That, that You're, you're <laughs> reading terrain. You're like, you're like the general looking at the battlefield, right? You look at your mm-hmm. forces, and you're trying to use the terrain to your advantage. right? What I see in a lot of political games is you're not so much the general as you're almost like a, a demigod who's able to look at the terrain and then change it you know well that issue doesn't look good for me so i'm going to smooth it over and it's not going it's you know i'm going to reduce how much it can hurt me which right. is frankly i don't think i don't think that's how politics really works
0: how does politics really work bill
1: money <laughs> money and money and corruption and it has been and and it has been forever and always will be and that's why i i could never be a politician i just couldn't there would be there would be so many times where I'd have to f bomb someone during a debate and then I'd get kicked off the show and that would be it. I'd be done. Um,
0: I kicked off the show.
1: Uh, yeah, kicked off the debate. Just you're 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 done. Cut
0: She's his gone. mic,
2: um, <laughs> dude. The rent is too damn high dude, too damn high. Party made it to the uh, congr- the governor's debate. I think you'd be safe. <laughs>
1: uh, what I've what I would personally think. But, would make for an interesting game. Not only to follow, you know, if you, if you took your avatar through the election process, and let's say that it's a national election and, but what you mentioned earlier, the idea of actually governing, I think would, would present as a strategy game. So many different choices you know, you can even look at the current political landscape, um, using using Obama as an example, of of real hard choices that Obama has made, whether for right or wrong, whatever you believe, uh, that has had significant ramifications. Yeah, um, and I think forcing someone to make those choices could be pretty cool stuff, really.
0: You know. It could, but the problem is, if the goal is, with a lot of election games, is because and government games, is the goal is to keep playing. Um, you don't have to govern well or wisely, you just have to appease the populace See, so I you can keep playing. I don't know,
1: Troy. I don't know. I, don't, I would have absolutely <laughs> no problem in a game where, if I mess up, I don't keep playing. Right. I'd have no problem with that.
0: Right. But if the goal of the game is, is to keep playing, and most goals games are, you know, the mm-hmm. goal is to keep playing. Yeah, it's okay if you mess if you mess up, but if messing up means you don't give people health care.
2: Well, hang on then. Is is the problem then that in political games the victory conditions suck. Because usually it's well did your side <laughs> yeah. win the election, which is only part of what politics is about. Right. Where if you know if if you take sort of Sims you know, perspective on it, where you're, if you're doing that career mode politician thing that you talked about earlier, and at the start of the game, you're sort of given a set of goals that, in your career, you know, by the time you lose, by the time you lose an election and go out of office, or by the time your career is done, have you completed your legislative objectives? And they don't have to be, and I mean, or you know, and it doesn't have to be noble. It could be interesting stuff. Like, can you just become a major power broker in whatever? you know parliament or congress you're a part of you know your career goal might be to be you know harry reed oh god <laughs> hey some, somebody's got to
0: <laughs> someone's got to be harry Reid. And-
2: but uh, i don't know i mean i
0: i, I the more you I have to the be more so I, like
1: humorless though i mean you know you don't you don't have to be just a complete
0: wet sponge do you <laughs> i don't think you have to but it kind of goes with the suit i guess i guess so I mean, that's an interesting way of putting it. You look at the career goals and stuff. You mentioned The Sims, because I think, and you mentioned, you know, Sim politics, because The Sims has a political track, uh, where you work your way up Simtown or whatever. Uh, and you start at the local level and then you become boss of the world or whatever. And it's interesting what they think, you know, politics is all about. And it's all about, you know, how charismatic are you? How many friends do you have? Uh, this is the very Sims way. of Sims about a- 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 accumulation. I mean, Bill said, you know, you, you said that money is what drives politics and money is what makes it work and makes people want to do it. Uh, Sims is about, you know, all of these Hollywood ideas of what, a leader is. It's a strong, charismatic, intelligent person with great logic skills and dresses well, uh, which is kind of ludicrous. I mean, there's no election. The Sims don't go and go through it, but they have this vision of politics that is kind of peculiar. Um, but your—but the Sims game itself, um, Sims 3 at least, you do have lifetime goals and you do have you know daily goals, uh, which are sometimes randomly generated and some are locked in and some are driven by your personality. Um, which I think, you know, it would be interesting if you could do that. Have your career mode as what is your legacy? And maybe it ends with an encyclopedia, a Wikipedia entry. The game generates a Wikipedia article about you and says. Sure.
1: Yeah. Kind of like the I'm, end of Pirates. You know, yeah. It kind of tells you what happened. You know, you married the governor's daughter and.
0: <laughs> and she was okay. <laughs> no. Always loved no, that. that. No,
1: that's, that's a fair point. I think that'd be cool. I really do. To have that sort of, you know, you're done. You know, you're a, you're a, one-termer, or you know, or if you finish, or if you win two elections, it's kind of, to kind of give you that, that that, that'd be neat. I would, I would, I would play that.
0: President Abner was, was shot oh, in, in in in, yes, in, in, in I was the DLB Plaza. I was,
1: I was killed at an Ohio State Michigan game. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you shouldn't have worn that
2: LeBron jersey. <laughs> No, but so is our frustration then that we, we we have a bunch of election games,
1: we have very few games about politics. No, I think we're wanting more from them is what is the gist that I am that I am getting. Um,
0: what we want is the, what we want is the day after, I guess. Well, what yeah. do we do now? Yeah. Yeah, you and know, he,
1: it reminds me there was a, <laughs> there was an old there was a really old game. It's uh, and it was it, it was a board game that my dad got for me a long long time ago. And it was an NFL football game, and when we opened it up, we started playing it, and we thought it was going to be a football game, but it turns out the whole goal of the game was to just build a team. You know, the first player to assemble an offense and a defense—I even forget how you do it in the game—but the first what? person, the first person to assemble a team wins, and that's kind of how I see a lot of these political games where it's like okay you've got your team ready now what do mm, you do right. and i yeah, think that's, that's where a lot of them right. fall short
2: but of course the the trouble with going into that next step is you're starting to deal with um you're starting to deal with like real politics and like you know interpersonal relations and that's where i mean what you what, you, what at that point you need to get into the diplomacy of politics right
0: i mean that's is... Just- in one way, the many games are a lot like our contemporary media. That They're all about the horse race. They're all about the victory. They're all about, you know, have a final point. Either You run out of turns or you run out of time or there's somebody left standing. Somebody's eliminated, only one person's left standing. Um, it's this horse race mentality. In all gaming, there's only be one winner and the winner's clear. Uh, gaming likes to have that. And our politics, uh, always the media covers our politics, uh, likes to have that. So here you have the two things that both like horse races uh, coming and mixing together. And you know, one of the, well, I mean, I've mentioned the Democracy series. And if any of our listeners have played Democracy or Democracy 2 more than I have, please fill the comment box because it's one really of the closest thing that's out there to this. And why I haven't gotten around to play it is, I'm lazy. I have it. I just haven't gotten around to playing it. This has been a crap week for me. I wanted to play it uh, before uh, the show, but never got around to it. But please fill the comment box, or I'll, I'll probably write an essay on it in a couple of weeks. Uh, have some fun with it. Is But when you do have this shift from election to governing, you have to deal with two very different systems. And this is very hard for game designers. I mean, they, have a, they, they can't get AI to work you know, 20% of the time. In a game with one system. I'm looking at you, Blood Bowl.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. But.
0: Uh, but the idea of having a game that has first elections, if you're going say American, elections at very different levels, to take this whole so-called dream game of ours, uh, from school board up to president, up to czar or whatever, Holy Roman Emperor at the very top, um, you have to have not just all these levels modeled, but you know what you're going to be doing at these levels. I guess at the school board, is, you go to meetings and you vote, and maybe you're in Bell City and you give yourself a big raise, um, two hundred thousand dollars for showing up to meetings. Uh, our, nice. LA list, our LA listeners will get that. Uh, so it's it's tough uh, to design all of these systems to work uh, really well. I think it's it's a great you know it's one of these things that we no gamers love to do let's create the imaginary game and how great it would be but damn designing this thing i mean where do you cut what is the priority what is the scenic went on what do you need to give a good election game if we just want to I'm, I'm with rob that you got to at least have the primary in there uh, you got to at least have you know this you have to get chosen first you have to prove yourself worthy I and mean, you probably choose am i a senator or a governor or a congressman, and there are certain bonuses and penalties attached to each of those. Then you go through the primary, and candidates are randomly generated, or whatever, uh, with different strengths and weaknesses, and blah blah blah. So you have to at least start there, I would think. Um, but yeah, moving on to the next level, the hard stuff of governing, I'm just wondering if that's just one system too far. Well, if you well, can I- have, if you if you can have a game that mixes uh, electoral politics and actually, you know. Waking up the next morning and realizing, oh, my God, I just elected Palladino uh, senator.
1: Well, wow. Yeah. Um,
0: It didn't happen, thank God. Thank God. Or governor. Governor,
1: yes. I'm actually embarrassed to say this, Hmm? but um, I have never played a Tropico game. Ever. Wow. I know. I know. Any of them? never I've never can, played I've never played Tropico ever yeah me neither. Yeah.
0: you know uh, really? Tropico I can, Tropico I can understand I mean I know people who never played The Sims and I think that's just wrong I
1: I have played The Sims only because of my daughter before I had you know before she was able to tool her in, I never had any interest in doing it you know my life is boring enough I and I, I am sure I would take my digital self and I'd be boring too so I, I don't want to I don't need to see that um but no, and I, I am I, I, I bring up Tropico because I'm curious, Troy, yeah. knowing that you've played that. Yes. Um, is there any governing in that series? I thought there was.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, but the governing is, you know.
1: Is it all know, pretty simple?
0: It, it, it's keeping the people happy. You know, make sure they don't hate you too much, which means you give nice speeches. Because yeah, you're, you a, dictator, right? so you're a dictator, right? The, so you're a dictator, but there there are elections, and you can rig the elections, and you can arrest your opposition. Because <laughs> uh, okay. you're a dictator, okay. uh, you can you you can put in their hit squads because you know that's what banana republics do. Um, uh, Tropical three, uh, one of the big problems with Tropical three was that it was just too easy to win elections. Mm. That okay. you know you would you could be the nicest damn dictator in the world, and you'd you'd never have to you know go and arrest people. You weren't really feel like a dictator as so much as you felt like some. L- L- Latino Santa, you know, passing out the goodies and getting, you know, 80% of the vote in the election. There was never any real threat um, to be overthrown. You'd have a few rebels hiding in the woods because you cut because you took up their farm and put a school in its place, but, you know, you'd send the army, you'd eliminate them, it wouldn't be a problem. I haven't tried uh, a lot of, I haven't played a lot of Tropico since the expansion. Um, I do want to get back to that and see if they fixed it. Uh, because Tropico 3 is a great, great fun game from uh yeah,
1: I, I need to play that. Some of them.
0: I'm sure that you can uh, find that you can play on the Xbox now, if you can believe that.
1: Yes. Yep. And uh, we've <laughs> actually had reviews of it on Game Shark, and it's just something that, for whatever reason, I've never played them, and I can't. I have no interest to play that on the Xbox, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's something I I have no explanation for as to why. I
0: I, did. Th- I think you would like Tropico. Tropico, sure Tropico 1 and 3. You would not like Tropico 2 because nobody likes Tropico 2. Why? Because it's about pirates.
1: Everyone likes pirates.
0: It's about creating a pirate theme park more than anything else. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. Well, they are pirates, but really, it's a, it's a Santa Claus problem again. But yeah, I mean, there's a game that has you know, po- politics and elections, but it doesn't use elections well. Right. Um, because they're, kind of in, they're really not the central mechanic. They are, are you doing a good enough job for your people not to hate you? Yes, no. Right. If you're mildly competent at the game, people aren't going to vote you out. And you see this in a lot of global simulation games. Uh, the superpowers, the, there's another crappy one that I forget, they're all crappy, but there's a really crappy one too, where just the idea is, can you just not screw things up, more or less? Only if you really screw things up do you get voted out. And then your game's over. Which doesn't promote risk-taking, which maybe politicians shouldn't take risks. But games should, you know, let the player feel like he's living on the edge. He, she is living on the edge. Um, and if you things are really safe all the time, because you know that if you move too fast or too far, your game's going to be over, I think a game loses something. And I think that was a problem with Tropico, with a lot of these uh, global games that just have elections as barometers. SimCity, same thing. Um how much do you suck? You don't suck that bad, congratulations. You're re-elected with fifty one percent of the vote. Right. Um, so it's elections as elections as scorekeeper, I think. Well, I mean what do you
1: think, Troy? Do you think that, that that something like the political machine takes the right approach and making it more light and somewhat I don't want to say I don't think it's overly simplistic, but you know, it's yeah. it's not a deep, deep game. No. Or would you be more interested in playing something that that goes that extra to that extra layer
0: something that goes the extra layer would be very good with me i mean there are two i mean president forever is uh probably the it's it's not as much fun as political machine president forever uh, you can get it at um just do a google search for president forever i'll find a link to it uh, and put it at the bottom of the podcast is a much more detailed simulation it goes into a lot more of the issue of politics, a lot more serious. It's not as much fun as Political Machine, though, because Political Machine feels like it feels like a board game. Yeah,
1: sure does. When
0: you go back to 1960; it's the same idea. You just the the states are just places you're trying to win; they're just scores you're trying to get. It doesn't feel much like an election, no. Um, now here we go: Presidential, President Forever 2008 plus primaries. <laughs> I did not know any primaries. Now
1: I'm not familiar See, with this that game. How, this is
0: how far of date I am in this. I really should have done some research on this. Uh, Theoriespark.com is a place president forever 2008 plus primaries. And there are also Canadian, British, Australian, and British Columbian versions in German. Why British Columbia? Wow. I don't know.
1: The Washington Post says it's part SimCity, part C-SPAN. So watch, Whoa. The, whoo, watch the PayPal accounts explode.
0: You know what? I'm going <laughs> to buy this. We really should have had this show next week uh, I'm gonna buy this I'm gonna buy this and we're gonna we're all gonna buy it we're all gonna talk about it uh, so looking it has primaries we'll look I'm, at I'm
1: that I'm looking at screenshots yes Giuliani it, uh, McCain Gingrich
0: as you can see it's a very serious game it doesn't look like it's a lot of fun
2: um, <laughs> which is <laughs> exactly what we want it looks yeah
0: god yes it looks like yeah, yes. uh, it looks like, C- like C-SPAN oh my god Wow,
1: man! There All is it data needs everywhere.
0: If it had the, the holographic Wolf Blitzer, it would be perfect.
1: See, but this is this is this is this is the problem. Yes, <laughs> this is the problem. Um, wow. Okay, so basically, with this, are every day of the week during the primary, I'm looking at the Clinton activity sheet. There's Monday barnstorming, Tuesday fundraiser, Wednesday political speech. Now, do you want that much micromanagement?
2: Yeah. No. No, I don't. wouldn't I mean, either. I, I, have you ever played um, a force more powerful? Yeah, no. I have not. It's it's a game about nonviolent <laughs> conflicts, but really, it's I mean, there there are no elections because usually you're up against some sort of evil regime. But um, it's a game about building political alliances and basically waging campaigns. Right, Troy?
0: Yeah, it's a game where you are. There are different varieties of challenges. Sometimes it's a corrupt democracy. Most of the time, it's a corrupt tyranny. And the idea is winning, peacefully winning people over to your side. Um, it's about not making precipitous actions uh, until you know very late. It's about building a coalition so that when you do take your action, you can reach your goal.
2: Right. Um, and it's, it's very cool, but the problem is when you start doing it, you start realizing how much – Basic administrative busywork there is in keeping an organization running yeah. and a, and to, waging a campaign. So you know you, you get this game and you're thinking you want you know oh man you can't wait until you got the barricades you know <laughs> set up in the streets and you know the riot troops are, are being called out um, and you know you're storming you're storming the presidential palace, but really that might happen two or three times a game. Um, and the rest of the time, for hours and hours, you are having your most charismatic political figure go around and talk to the troops and tell them what the great job they're doing. So they stay motivated. You've got someone else going around collecting donations from businesses, Somebody yep. else passing the hat in a factory. Um, and it's just day after day after day of that stuff. Yep. You um, have to
0: plan, you have to plan every day.
2: Oh yeah. and that's, and that's the problem is you, 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 there's a certain level of abstraction you need to hit. You know, it's like you can't you can't totally leave this stuff out, um, because campaigns are about having limited resources and you know I- employing them correctly and finding ways to get new ones. But at the same time, if you actually get bogged down in the minutia of what campaigning is like, I mean, there's no way you'd want there's no way you'd want to play it. You don't even you wouldn't even do it. You wouldn't even do it if there was a good chance you could you know become get on your city council in real life because politics is a pain in the ass.
1: And if you get too realistic, you know, then your game is just a pain in the ass.
2: Yeah, well,
1: and I'm not saying that, that that this game is. Again, I haven't played it. I'm just looking. Nope. I'm looking at screenshots of it right now, and it and it looks it looks pretty detailed. It really does. Yeah.
0: What is this called? Uh, P- President Forever.
1: The Philadelphia President- Inquirer said that uh, it will keep political wonks glued to their PC screens. So there you
0: go. Political wonks. President Forever 2012 has been announced. Full release is Q1 of 2011. Well.
1: That's interesting.
0: I guess I I know what I'm going to be putting on my Christmas list.
2: Wow. (laughs) That looks pretty intense.
0: So it does. I am going to play this. I'm going to play this, and I'm going to play Democracy, and I'm going to write them up because, hey, I don't have enough to do. Right, Bill? Right. How many reviews do I owe you now?
1: Let's just not talk about that.
0: (laughs) Probably put a 1,000 uh so yeah i'll try this and i'll try to demo- mock one of the democracy games and i'll write those up for a flash of steel uh so keep an eye in the site for that because i kind of i kind of got political fever um this is why i should become a citizen then i could run for one of these things not for president but run for something else
1: um tom tom wanted to say that he is that he is busy right now but he uh he did mention that we should uh we should mention Master of Orion 2 if we're talking about election games. Okay. That's
0: that, Mas- that's all he said? It would be
1: great if he was here to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> As he says, he thinks it was Master of Orion 2. I don't... It's been a long time. Um, and I think he's also talking about the board game Race for the Galaxy.
2: See, this is how low we've sunk on Three Moves Ahead. We are actually yeah. bringing you live updates of Pardon. shit Tom Chick said in an iron <laughs> conversation <laughs> to Bill Abner.
0: Tom Chick, Tom also, if you are listening to this, that. if you want to talk about a game, please come on the show. You know you have a seat here. Just, or, hey, send me an email saying, talk about this and this. But good lord, sending Bill Abner a chat message.
1: <laughs> we love Tom. That is awesome. I
0: love you, Tom. I love you. But for God's sakes, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: I don't either. <laughs> but uh, I'm not I'm sure a- he does, to be quite honest. But... It-
0: Pastor running to elections? I mean, I I don't know. Elections for boss of king of the world? I guess don't just there like some diplomatic victory condition. Is that what he's talking about? I don't know. Tom, comment in the thread. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think you know earlier
2: we were running into the trouble of you know a game design that just keeps expanding and expanding, but I think maybe you know like I think maybe one problem that a lot of election games have is. They adopt models that are too similar to one another. I um, mean, mm-hmm. if you just look at you know how the games present themselves, they seem really heavily informed by TV coverage on election night. Not just you know that you get the map laid out, but it also seems to p- sort of present a view of ca- of campaigning that also sort of matches the kind of narratives you follow in the newspaper. Yeah, um, and that's fine, but I don't think that's the only way you can you can model a life in politics, and I think. You know, if if you want if you want to change things up, but also not have the game just get go on and on and on, where you know you're in career mode from city council to the presidency, um, maybe just you know adopt some different models. Like earlier, Bill, you said that mm-hmm. cash dominates politics and it's all about you know money and corruption. Well, that is that is one incredibly cynical view, uh, but it's but and they're an accurate they're, one. But it's not entirely accurate. I mean, there, there, there are. It, it's it, politics isn't that simple, and I think that's sort of what a lot of games, what a lot of games don't go into is they, is they, they don't get into, you know, the the life and business of a working politician
0: because it's boring.
1: That's
2: I mean, you do run, you I, do run that the might,
1: problem, and that might be cynicism, Rob. But I would also counter with you might be a little naive as well. I mean. Money, you're
0: you're so young.
1: Money uh, drives the ship. Put it that way. Um, without it, and with and there are believe me, every politician knows this. Without it, there is no campaign. And with and, and and how they get it is always not above board. It's just it's just the facts. It's just the way it is. And it I I, I wish it wasn't like that. I wish that that you didn't need millions and millions of dollars in a in a war chest to be able to run for office. I wish it wasn't like that, but it is.
0: Even just statewide.
1: Right. Right. The the amount of money that that is spent on political campaigns, not even just not even just the campaigns, but just getting endorsements and stuff. It's ridiculous, and it's it's politics, and it's a dirty dirty game. Now, that's not to say that every politician is dirty. That's not that's not what I mean. But if you don't believe that the number one fuel for all of this is cash, I think that's being naive.
0: All right. So <laughs> we'll leave that <laughs> bit of Mr. Mister Rabner goes to Washington well, enthusiasm right there. It's been a
1: rough week, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've, yeah, I've had, I think everyone's had a rough week. Uh, i like to thank you all uh, for listening. And uh, I'm not going to mention, uh, I want to thank everyone for the donations last month. That was great. Did very well. Uh, I'm not going to mention them from here on now. I just want to thank everyone for our very successful fundraising in October. Um, thank Bill for joining us and giving us the Tom Check updates from yep. the field. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, God. Tom. Tom, you insane, insane person. Next week we'll just uh,
2: get together and read Fidget. Right here on the air. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just get together and we'll read Fidget. <laughs>
0: Uh, once again, please listen to Jumping the Shark, Bill Abner show. He's the number one shine dog over there. He does some
1: <laughs> You need to explain that reference. Otherwise people <laughs> no, I don't. Are start I, I, do, me <laughs> I do Shine Dog
0: I do I do not have to explain it. That's the beauty of it, because I own the show uh, and I can edit it out anyway. It's true. Uh so and thank you, Rob, for being here.
2: <laughs> oh my pleasure.
0: See you all next week. We don't have a topic yet, but stay tuned. Uh,
2: thanks, guys.